You're listening to Panel Borders on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Alex Fitch, and this is Resonance's monthly show about comics, graphic novels, and sequential art. In this month's show, guest presenter Mark Ellaby, a cartoonist in his own right, who has worked on autobiographical strips, the young adult comic Chloe Noonan Monster Hunter, and backup strips in Doctor Who comic, talks to his American equivalent in many ways, Jeffrey Brown, who has published a number of self-deprecating autobiographical graphic novels, but in recent years has acquired an all-new young readership through a variety of Star Wars graphic novels for kids, including Vader's Little Princess and Jedi Academy. Mark's Q&A with Jeffrey was recorded in Gosh Comics, London, in front of a live audience. I'm going to quickly introduce myself, just because you know who Jeffrey Brown is. I assume everyone here knows who Jeffrey Brown is, yeah? But um, my name is Mark Ellaby. Um, I am a cartoonist. Um, I draw an autobiographical comic called Ellabisms, um, and a, another comic called Chloe Noonan, so that's who I am. But I think everyone here knows Jeffrey Brown for probably different... For, sorry, for a variety of different things. So you've kind of got a, a, a wide palette, haven't you, in what you sort of do, so... Yeah. Um, some two, people are going to... Two, two things. things. <laughs> two Comics things. about yourself <laughs> yeah. and Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but you have you also done like books about cats. Three things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of Transformers, but not Transformers? Stick that under Star Wars. So Star Wars? Still, still three things. Is that like Star... <clears throat> so that's like, what, sci-fi? Sci-fi. Right, okay. <laughs> my, my introduction is shot now, but um, well, what I wanted to sort of uh, start by asking was um, how strange is it that you're now kind of the Star Wars guy? Is that a thing that you get nowadays? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's uh, like I started out, I was the, the relationships guy. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was the cats guy. And then, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and now you're and I'm the Star, Star Wars, Wars guy. guy. So there's three things, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's just such a different, wider audience, um, like people that aren't necessarily comics fans. So yeah, um, and also just a just a wider ra- range of ages. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Thing. Actually, is it is it when people because you just did Thought Bubble, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, which is the Premier UK Comics Convention, thanks, um, in the UK, and um, I was wondering what sort of uh, crowd you were sort of Yeah, I mean, that makes you a... sound like you were like a rock star, like what sort of crowd were you pulling in, but um, do you get like um, dads and sons coming to the table? Yeah, now? yeah, lots of, I mean, yeah, just, you know, the, the autobiographical books were, are not really for kids, and um, so, you know, it's... And it's weird because they don't, it's not like the kids come up to the table and they're mm. like, oh, what's this autobiographical book about? Yeah, sure. This guy's love life. Yeah. Like, like they, they go right to the, the Star Wars right stuff the and like that's where they stay. And yeah, it's like they just, fixed, that's yeah. drawn by someone else or something. Um, yeah, because that's, that's what I was kind of hinting at in a way. Um, and it's quite strange because I work in a, in a bookshop uh, in Essex and it's kind of strange when um, Matter of Life came out and um, it has the same sort of look to the Star Wars books and I, I, I sort of put it face out on the shelf and I could hear people sort of walking by going, oh, it's, that's the, that looks like the Star Wars dude and it's kind yeah. of like, 
Oh, okay, that's well, a bit strange. But I'm kind of wondering yeah. if they're like, um, if they if they're a fan of your work now, maybe they'll be a fan of your work later on. Is this, yeah, that's my actual plan. Is that um, young. is to get them? They're in, they're reading the Star Wars books now, and yeah, then in yeah. ten years when they get dumped for the first time, <laughs> yeah, then they'll turn to clumsy. Yeah, and um, no, I mean I. I think um, you know if you look at the early autobiographical work that's black mm-hmm. and white. Um, yeah. That's that's a much different look interior, and a matter of life is in full color. Absolutely. But subject-wise, I guess there is it's a it's a little bit heavy, maybe with dealing with ideas about how you um, deal with death for yeah. children. Yeah. But um, but I've kids are kids are reading that book too. Mm. And what ma- matter of life? <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. And I mean, I mean, not like four-year-olds but oh no sure because like, they can't read yet they just look at the pictures Some advanced ones maybe but, um, <laughs> so it's uh i mean I, I feel like that that book in my in my somewhere in my mind is kind of a bridge between those those worlds yeah in terms of um both subject matter and and style is that because um with matter of life um it's not just a book about you in a way i mean you, you are the central Character, right? And that sounds really weird to say that you're the character because you, the, you are the central you. character in yeah. the books about me. Sure, yes. but it's, I'm going to come back to that as well. But like, um, you, I mean, it's a lot about Oscar, your son, in there as well, and he's hilarious in there. The bits with the Smurfs had me sort of like rolling in laughter. Not, it's wrong to say because he was sick at the time. I'm not laughing about your child being sick, Jeffrey. But I'm, I'm not laughing about <laughs> that. Um, I hope he's alright now. No. Um, but is is that a factor that you think that sort of brings them in? That there's because he kind of looks a bit like Luke as well. Yeah, I mean, well, I the Luke Luke was basically based on on my son Oscar, mm-hmm. and it was just basically just changing his his hair to get the little seventies yeah. curl. Yeah, um, I used to have that which, hair actually. Yeah, yeah. like about five years ago. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I mean, I think. Also, just um, a matter of life, I guess, deals with fatherhood from from these different perspectives simultaneously. So it's yeah. it's about me looking to my father, and then mm-hmm. and then looking to Oscar and how he sees me. How he sees you. And, yeah, yeah. And I think um, that's something that happened with the the Darth Vader and son. Mm-hmm. Also, where it, um, I thought I was writing for adults who like me, grew up with Star Wars mm-hmm. when they were kids, yeah. and then now are having children, and mm-hmm. um, and so here's this funny look at parenting, but mm. but I think what kids get out of it is, like, they're, they're seeing those same situations, and they're finding the humor, too, mm. even though they're just on, on the other side of it, and um, yeah, so I think just a similar see, thing happens. They see Luke's being sort of cheeky, don't they? He's just sort of, like, running about, or yeah. not, not liking his eggs or something, and wanting cereal instead of scrambled eggs yeah. like his dad's made. And the, yeah, and they think it's, like, it's funny that the dad has to get the cereal. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask how autobiographical uh, Star Wars is, which is really weird to say. It's like <laughs> um, I mean, Darth Vader and Son is, is definitely, um, you know, like pretty much it's like a lot of it is my son and I yeah and, um Vader's Little Princess I don't have a daughter let alone a teenage daughter but no. um that was me neither, me neither. <laughs> that you know of no sure and, um, 
so that so that book was looking to friends who who do have teenage daughters, and then yeah. Jedi Academy is that's basically my my middle school years. Like a lot oh, of those okay. things are actually things that happened to me in some form. Yeah, so. yeah, I've I've not, I've not read that one yet. Um, I was saying over dinner, but um, could you explain what Jedi Academy is? Because um, it, it's, it's aimed at a slightly yeah. younger audience. Yeah, so it's for for, for nine to twelve year olds, yeah. and it's um, well, I, well, I guess they can look at it later. They can look. It's uh, uh, the the narrative is told through the main character's journal entries and um, class notes and school newspaper pages and mm. letters and notes back and forth from other characters, and so. Um, and it's basically his his first year of of middle school, which I don't. Is that what do you guys call that here? Junior like school, secondary junior, school, maybe. Junior, second, second junior. Second junior school, infantry, yes. and maybe um, young people's school. Yeah, sure. Not college. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's also I think I think it's not so so limited like I think if you're a little younger a little older mm-hmm. like there's a lot that still applies um, mm. but yeah was that something that you you kept as a child like sort of journals and sort of notebooks and stuff like that no just drawings just of drawings. like spaceships and people shooting each yeah. other mostly <laughs> was Star yeah. Wars like your thing then as a kid that's yeah like, it was, you saw it and you were like that is awesome I'm gonna draw yeah, it was the like, heck it was like out of that Star Wars Transformers, Transformers and yeah. Dungeons and Dragons okay yeah mine was like the, nin- the Ninja Turtles and like He-Man <laughs> most of, you know, most of the '80s cartoons were, were a little. Yeah, what was it they said about Batman and Robin? The film they had to be more toyerific or something like that. They tried to make toy into like a, a description <laughs> word. That just sums up like '80s animation. It's just, yeah. Can we make this more toyerific? Yeah, um, which has absolutely nothing to do with your career, which I've just realised. So that's uh, well, my career needs to be more. More your career needs to be more toyerific. <laughs> Um, and how did how did the Star Wars job come about? Because for someone like me who followed you from like when I first read Clumsy and Unlikely, um, and then you know you did the cat books, but they were still sort of observational sort of yeah. books. And then suddenly, because um, I work at a, a, a bookshop, and suddenly coming across like, whoa, what, Darth Vader's son, Jeffrey Brown, what? <laughs> how how does you go? How do you go from autobiography to cat? Well. From cats, maybe to, to Star Wars. But. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, uh, so the way it started was I got a call from uh, Ryan Germick at Google, and he heads their Doodle team, which is oh okay the guys that um, when they change their homepage logo mm-hmm. for different holidays or special occasions, they'll they'll um, come up with whatever. So like they. Um, for Father's Day, they wanted to do something with Luke and Vader. Specifically, they wanted to show um, how awkward an everyday father-son moment would be. And um, so Ryan knew my autobiographical work, which is all slice of life, everyday yep. moment. And mm-hmm. he knew I had a son. And mm-hmm. so he asked if if I would do some sketches for a possible Father's Day doodle. Mm-hmm. And um, so Oscar was four at the time, so I... I like based Luke on Oscar and did up a bunch of sketches and like literally like talked to him on the phone in the afternoon that night like about midnight I had like sent him a dozen sketches and was like super excited like this is gonna be awesome yeah, yeah. and then um, and then Google decided to use a, a different idea for oh. whatever 
internal reasons. Okay. And so I was really bummed for a couple of days and thought, like, maybe I'll just make this as like a, a mini comic to give away. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I, but um, then I was like, but I really want to like do it proper, like have it be an official yeah. real thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Chronicle Books, who have published my cat books, has also done a number of Star Wars books. Um, yeah, they do them really well as well. Yeah, really, really nice production values. Yeah, so I yeah. like they seemed like like I had the relationship with them. They had a relationship with Lucasfilm, and yeah, yeah. this seemed like the kind of idea that like that's their kind of book, like yeah. a, like a kind of like gift gifty mm -hmm. like nice um, looking book, and mm. so they took it to Lucasfilm, and and Lucasfilm liked it. So. Um, mm. You're talking about um, sort of getting inspiration from your son uh, in, in terms of Darth Vader and son. And, th and there's a lot of Oscar in, in uh, Matter of Life. I mean, he's, he's pretty much a central role, as you were saying. Um, are you finding him more of an inspiration? Like, uh, I'm trying to get at, like, earlier in your career, you, you know, um, I don't want to say you were obsessed with girls, but your output was perhaps more aimed at relationships. Um, and whereas you're yeah. kind of getting a bit older, a bit wiser. Um, are you yes. finding more inspiration less, in your Or less son? stupid, as I like. Hey, I didn't say that. But we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I, I think... I mean, I think I was already kind of leaning away from relationships before having Oscar. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was still dealing with it, but as more of, um, like, a side... Mm -hmm story to other issues about friendship or mm -hmm. health or whatever yeah and um yeah and i mean part of that of having kids is like it just changes your perspective and the mm -hmm. the things that you worried about so much when you're younger like just it's just like well you don't you don't get enough sleep to worry about them really <laughs> but um yeah it's so it's just a, a different different concerns and interests mm. and and I, I felt like I'd written not that I explored everything about relationships there is to explore but like mm -hmm. for what I was interested in at the time yeah like I I feel like I've covered things yeah it, it did seem like um, there was a, a, a very a progressive shift from sort of going from the relationships and into more sort of uh, more structured narrative about your health in um, mm -hmm. Oh, the distant the, the book funny, that I can never remember the funny, title of. Funny Mishaping, funny mishaping Boy. Body. Yeah. Body. Body. Um, and then going into sort of fatherhood and, and your relationship with your father. Um, but I was just kind of thinking, um, or wondering, sorry, um, is it nice uh, to not be the star? Is it nice to sort of let these different themes breathe now? Is it, is it nicer to sort of take a step back and... I don't know, let someone else take this sort of spotlight for a while? Is it nice um, to sort of like... Because um, obviously you're talking, uh, about, you're talking about yeah. faith in matter of life as well, so is it nice I mean, to I, sort of do more biography and sort of play around yeah, with those? Yeah, I mean, it's nice... Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I think about it that way. I, like, even though I'm writing about myself, it's... Mm -hmm. um, what I'm really interested in, like, is these ideas about relationships. So... Mm -hmm. um, the, the main idea about clumsy was like knowing that like 
as as a young person in a relationship, I just constantly did stupid stuff and knew I was doing it, yeah. but couldn't help it. And so... Um, it's like a part and, of your brain that just doesn't yeah, respond just, to the rest of it. Yeah, it's just like... Like I, I know this is stupid. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna do it. It's like there's another part and, of you screaming at yourself, going, "What are you doing? Stop yeah. doing it!" We've all been there. And uh, so, uh, I, <laughs> I lost my chain of thought. Me too, actually. <laughs> so, uh, so I was saying, we're talking about uh, toys. Toys. <laughs> I need to have more toys. More toys. Um, no, just sort of like stepping back from like you being sort of central character and like yeah. Oh, so um, so yeah, so clumsy that like that was the main mm-hmm. or well one of the main thrusts. I was also interested in just how relationships are portrayed in like movies and mm-hmm. it's just like it's always like it's either picture perfect yeah, or it's yeah. like like you have to escape the mass murder or you're dating. Um, before they kill you, the other, yeah, no, and sure. and it's like real relationships. They're just like mm-hmm. they're they're neither one of those. It's just like it's kind of blah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's good. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's bad. Um, and I just wanted to to kind of portray that. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just using my own experiences to do that as as a way of um, being as as intimate with the audience as possible, so mm. so I'm I'm sharing these my own personal stories mm-hmm. as a way of of um, trusting them and hoping that mm. they'll trust me as an artist. Yeah, so. is that ever tough though? I mean, when when because I've done autobio and there's some harsh stuff in in, in, in my book, but I always find it quite difficult when people come up to me at conventions and start talking about it. Um, has that ever happened to you? And like, how do you? Yeah, no. The weirdest, the weirdest is when do you just cry? Is when, like, I'm just <laughs> talking to someone, and then I I start telling a story that they already read about, and then like, yeah, oh, like, oh, you know that. Yeah. I don't have anything more to uh, offer this conversation <laughs> because yeah. because you already you all know this story. That um, that happened but, to me for a while as well. Like I was just telling like the same jokes that were in my book, and I was just like going, going to parties <laughs> and just not saying anything and being like. Oh, how's it going, Mark? I'll be like, oh, just look at the website, just check the web comic, <laughs> just give them a URL. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's um, and I guess that's that's, you know, I I think now I'm, not only has the subject matter changed when I'm writing autobiography, but mm-hmm. yeah. the way I'm writing it is different, and it's yeah, absolutely, it's, yeah, it's much more considered, and um, you know, I'm still I'm not. I'm I'm still being as completely honest as I can be, but mm-hmm. um, just in terms of how I'm arranging things and what I'm showing and yeah. holding back is is much more deliberate. It seems it seems like you're being more refined with your sort of storytelling, but you're you're still yeah. you're still telling us like everything that we need to know. Like I'm getting better. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, but um, with with the sort of the girlfriend trilogy, which is the, the, your first books, um, the narrative in that was spliced up almost. It was it wasn't in a kind of sort of A B C D sort of running order. It, you you yeah. sort of jumbled everything up so like there'd be like a break up in the middle of the book and you know yeah. well, uh, things would be sporadic. And I was just wondering a, a what are your reasons for that and b um, why are you now sort of refining it in a more sort of structured sense. Your sort of your well, narratives. I mean. I don't. I don't know if it 
It is really more structured though, because a matter of life kind of yeah, jumps around a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, too, it's less um, jarring, but maybe. I think it it comes out of an interest in just how we remember relationships, okay. and you know, like you don't you you just you remember this thing, and then and then that makes you think about this thing, and and you you just kind of really like you reassemble the relationship in a in a different way than it happened, and mm. things take on different meanings and different importance when you put them next to each other so mm. so like for you on one side of the relationship like two different incidents could be tied together and for you it's like it's a sign that this this person doesn't love you and then for them it's just like they don't even know what you're talking about um, <clears throat> and so so I mean I guess I with clumsy it was just a lot of just trusting kind of intuition to let let those connections happen mm-hmm. um, just kind of letting literally how how I was thinking about the relationship determine how I was writing the book mm-hmm. whereas a matter of life it was um, you know plotting it out and really trying to to have a sense of order to why things were were why I was placing things next to each other or what what context I was trying to show different things in mm-hmm. And is that um, going forward with your um, your new work? Um, we were talking over dinner that you're sort of doing some some books about Oscar. Yeah, well, the, the, is, is that going to be a sort of similar sort of structure, or is it going to be more no, like the more like it, a gag sort of stuff? Yeah, it's yeah. more like it's like Darth so, Vader and Son, but without without the Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> As, so it's basically just you're the Darth just, Vader. <laughs> No, no, no. There, it's, it's just cheering. it's just basically just like um, it's called kids are weird and it's just oh, thing, okay. like just stuff that Oscar said that it's just like makes no sense half the time or it's just like or kids are like surprisingly perceptive sometimes mm-hmm. about about things and mm-hmm. in ways and you're like you're like well, I wish <laughs> I wish I had yeah I wish I was like that, that shot I wish I was yeah there. yeah sure I wish I was so, that on the ball yeah um, so is that gonna be more like um, I guess like your cat books in a way, sort of more observational. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's basically a cat book, but... But with kids. With, Man, with my son. <laughs> really crossing it all over. <laughs> I basically write the same book, but then I change it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Take out, take out the cat and insert a yeah. kid. And then add a, add a Star Wars character. <laughs> add a Greedo. Yeah. Um, do you read much autobiography nowadays, or...? Yeah, I mean, I read. Um, or do you read more like um, not not necessarily just comics, but also like um, literature? Um, I I guess I haven't been late lately. Actually, I've I've just been reading about Neanderthals a lot. I've been doing some research, so okay. so that's basically all I've read this summer. Um, but can I ask why? That's or? that's a whole other. Okay, it's, sure. Um, that's for. Um, in a, in a few years, there will be some uh, another nine to twelve middle grade series okay. um, about Neanderthals. But I want to I want it to be accurate scientifically, and not like the movie The Croods. Like, did anyone see? That? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like not only did they like not use any real creatures, but they didn't even like they were like, well, if we're just going to make up creatures, we'll just make up laws of physics for yeah. our movie and. Um, and kids are smart as well. They'll, they'll figure out. If, I'm not saying they're going to be like 
you know, super smart on these subjects, but they, they, they sort of know if they're being kidded yeah. a little bit. Um, but I was wondering about, like, um, it seems with autobio in general, it's, um, at least from my perspective, it seems like a lot of it's already been done, or it's been done to death a little bit. And I was just wondering what, yeah. what your take was on the sort of the genre. Well, I mean, I think, I think a, a, there's been a lot of relationship work done. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think in terms of family and mm-hmm. um, parenthood, mm-hmm. there's maybe less... Um, well, I mean, one good yeah. one is uh, Carol Tyler's um, uh, You'll Never Know. Um, oh, I've not heard of that one. It's a three-volume... I wonder... I don't see it. Well, if he's around here, I could just... Uh, um, but they're kind of... There's, 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 there are three books, and they're... Um, um, and it's about her father, and um, he was in World War II, and so it's about... She's trying to figure out his experiences, mm. and at the same time, she's... Um, going through marriage troubles and then mm-hmm. she has a teenage daughter that she's dealing with and mm-hmm. um, and then her just her relationship with her parents and the dis- any dysfunction that's there and then looking at her parents relationship and looking at her own relationship and um, and so it's it's much more about family and mm-hmm. even though like you're you're seeing um, these relationships explored um Mm. but yeah i think i think yeah i think family and i mean i think health issues has been covered a lot Mm -hmm. but uh is there anything like new and exciting that's happening that you've seen about um i don't know you don't know it's so hard to think off the top of your head like i mean i guess like just in terms of books i i get really excited about no brow just um, yeah, like just the attention to the book as an object, and yeah, and the importance of print as well, which is yeah. and and like which the is a scary thought now. Reading reading as an experience, um, and and how like the physical experience of reading mm-hmm. can can affect the content, and yeah. um, like you know a lot of those no brow books, like if they weren't in print, like I don't know. Yeah, it'd be really strange to read them on like an iPad or something, and we'd be a completely different experience. They would need to come up with their own iPad. They would have to come up with their own iPad that squirts a smell of some sort. Like when you open an eyebrow book, it's got that that, that smell. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can get on that (laughs) right now. Um, Going back to Autobo, I was wondering um, if you see, um, when you're working on on the books themselves, do do you see... Do you see yourself as a character, and do you have to see yourself as a, a character in order to separate you yeah. from going mental about doing all this yeah. quite brutally honest stuff? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I think just the act of writing it down um, creates a separation from, mm. from like the actual memory and experience, and um, uh, yeah, I think, I think you have to do that if especially if you're going to put it out into the world and it's... it's you just so, got to sort of um, separate and cut it off. Yeah. And I mean, just even the way I draw myself now is just, it's like it kind of settled into this like standard thing. Yeah. I'm getting older and like I should really draw myself differently. But I You have drawn yourself like, kind of the same for, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do the same, I may, the same I as might well. be in denial about getting older too. That, so we, that might be... Maybe we just draw ourselves how we want to look, maybe. I don't know. I have like kind of a round head, though. 
<laughs> yeah, it's and kind of a lollipop a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm skinnier in the books than yeah. I think I am. I've got swooshier hair in my yeah. books. Yeah, no glasses. So maybe I just want to have perfect vision and swoopier hair, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> from toys to swoopy hair. <laughs> um, but does anyone have any questions that they want to ask at this point? We've got a chap at the back. What's your favourite idea that didn't work? Um, oh, man. Whoa. I, I don't know that I have... Like, the ideas that don't work, I, I think I just, like, let go of. I, I used to be a lot more precious about ideas. And, you know, like, like I'd have this idea, and then I'd, like, want to save it until I, like, was ready to tackle it. And, and then, you know, time would pass, and I'd be like, I, I don't really care about that idea anymore. Um, and so, I yeah, I mean, it's almost like as soon as... I've started working on something and it's like doesn't feel right. I just like I I can't even remember it. It's just I I let it go pretty quickly. Um, it's just with the yeah. success of really you you start drawing cats out of for I don't know yeah. what reason. And then that was a success, and then you turned it to uh, Star Wars, which was a success. It's, yeah, uh, it must be fantastic to know that the way you look at things keeps on. Yeah, I mean, it's. I I feel like I've been incredibly lucky that, like, I'm still essentially just doing doing what I feel like. So even the like the Star Wars books, it's it's um it's a much different process where whereas the autobiographical work, I'm kind of in complete control of everything. And Star Wars, then there's editors involved and and Lucasfilm involved, and um, I did. Sorry to jump in. Are there any uh, Star Wars gags that didn't get past the editor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, nothing that I knew, like, probably wasn't right for the feel of the book. So, like, there's one in Vader's Little Princess that, um, it was, like, Darth Vader in his chamber where he's got his helmet off and his head's all gross, and it's Leia, like, kind of picking at it, going, like, you should get this checked out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, stop touching. Um... And then there was um oh the other one that I really liked was um was uh so portraying Vader as the ultra competitive dad and they're, so they're playing um soccer or football as you as you call it here and, and he's like he's like, Okay now remember Luke, no hands. And so it's, and, uh, yeah. But but I mean like I knew those weren't like they didn't really fit in the feel of, of the books. At the same time, and so I, like, I sketched them out, and they were part of the process. But I wasn't expecting those to, to make it anyway. What's the um, success rate? Is I mean, if you like submit, maybe like a, how many do you submit? Is it like eighty sort of like, um, strips, and then that's they go about and they a, like fifty or a hundred and hundred and twenty for each per book. book? Yeah. Whoa, so and and sometimes like like. Uh, a couple will get combined into one, or mm-hmm. like some yeah. some aspect of one will be combined. That happens quite a bit, which actually just makes that one stronger. But yeah, no, sure. Does do any say if one was like rejected from the loop one, could you maybe just rework it for the layer one? Is there's that, a few that yeah that went like that yeah mm. yeah.
Um, at what point did you feel uh, you could be self-sufficient in your cartoonist work? Um, it was about 2007, and, uh, or, is that right? Yeah, it was 2007. So it was about six or seven years after I first wrote Clumsy, and yeah, it was just, I, w I was working at a bookshop was my daytime day job, and uh, uh, it reached the point where I was like working fewer and fewer hours, and then the whole time I was there, it was more and more just like, being stressed because I wasn't getting any drawing done while I was there, and then, yeah, um, <laughs> I like yeah. I. It's a, uh, I mean, being an artist and making a living from it, it's it's a very unstable way to make a living. Like it's very unpredictable a lot of the time, like when or how much you'll get paid. And so I, I probably could have made the jump sooner, but I, like I was just like waited as long as I possibly could until, um, yeah. And um, with the autobiographical stuff, has there ever been anything like so heartbreaking or like this brutal that you couldn't put it in, or, or just didn't um, want to, or just, like stories you didn't want to share? Or? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a few things. I mean, there's there's like there's like one story that. I don't know if it's brutal or heartbreaking. I, I'm probably partially resist because probably it'd probably be the story that makes me look the worst. <laughs> um, but it's also maybe like I think for the other people involved, maybe it wouldn't be right for them. And um, and I mean in general, it's it's trying to find that balance between. Um, wanting to not compromise what I'm trying to express but at the same time try to be fair to people and mm. um, and you know so there there's sometimes like there's things ab about re a relationship or about personal information that I'm, like it never needed to be said that I wasn't going to write about that yeah um, but there's never nothing that was like truly like brutal or heartbreaking I think but do you have to ask permission from you people you don't have to, don't have to. <laughs> no. do um, you it's too late now no sure <laughs> but was, and, only, was that uh, when you were writing the books was that a process that you were going um, not through, at, like an approval process I mean not at first because mm. um, I wasn't anticipating like when I was writing Clumsy I wasn't anticipating publishing it okay um it, but and for that the girl um, knew I was writing it and mm -hmm. like I knew she was okay mm -hmm. and then after that I was just kind of like well the girls I was dating knew knew that I had written those books so they I think they They're kind of waited. they kind of knew what they were <laughs> I, what they like the risks they were taking they were, yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> um, you did the piranha tank yeah. you're gonna know what you can although when, when I first started dating my wife she's like okay you can like if we're gonna date, you can't write about you can't write about me, and then right. and then it was like you can't you can't write about us our relationship. I said, like, well then you can't you can't write about like anything intimate between us. And she's like, I, what? No one reads these. Write <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. They're not done by Chronicle. Like, no, you don't have to worry like, about no, that. No one no one I know is gonna read these. Don't read these. <laughs> whatever. 
Thank you. Jeffrey Brown's Star Wars graphic novels for young readers, such as the Jedi Academy series, and his collections of cartoons, such as Vader's Little Princess and Darth Vader and Son, are available from all good bookshops, including Gosh, where this Q&A was recorded. For more information about all things Star Wars, please go to starwars.com. And for more information about Jeffrey Brown's work, please go to Jeffrey Brown Comics. Dot blogspot.com. That's J E F F R E Y Brown Comics.blogspot.com. Mark Ellaby's work can be found at markellaby.com. That's M A R C E L L E R B Y, where you can find information about his excellent kids' comic, Chloe Noonan Monster Hunter, and his backup strips featuring Doctor Who and his companions, can be found in the monthly Doctor Who comic published by Titan. The Q&A that Mark conducted with Jeffrey was recorded at Gosh Comics, 1 Berwick Street in Soho, and you can find more information about Gosh by going to goshlondon.com. Panel Borders was recorded by Alex Fitch and Mark Ellaby, introduced and edited by Alex Fitch, and is a Panel Borders production. You can find all previous episodes on our blog, www.panelborders.wordpress.com, and fans of British periodicals might like to tune in to the Electric Sheep film show on Resonance FM, where I'll be talking to one of the producers of the new documentary Future Shock, which tells the tale of the seminal British comic 2000 AD. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in and hope you have a very happy Christmas. Thanks for listening.